This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and the man who does not have to give me a woo pig today, Mr. Steve Sell. I was thinking about that. That Arkansas losing yesterday saved me from publicly humiliating myself, which I do all the time anyway. Yeah, you've never done that before. No, but uh, no, too bad for Arkansas because they, they played well. You know, could have won both games and lost both games by one run to be the first team out of the college yeah thanks for the reminder steve now somebody else will lose today here in about three hours and so they won't be on their own out there but it's it's disappointing it's sad yeah especially when you're the number five team in the country well they were the number two seed of the remaining people coming in so yeah so i I don't know what happened to them and uh was just too bad would have liked to seen them you know arkansas you know is still around here there's people there's a few arkansas fans besides yourself i'm leading the bandwagon you are on the now steve you wouldn't know anything about Early tournament exits. You would ne- you would never know anything about that, right? I I would. Yeah, being know. a Jayhawk fan. Well, but they sounded had, like you had a little shade in some of those comments. They they, they had enough good runs that kind of it makes know, up. For it, it makes up for some of the you know the killer bees losing to the killer bees like Bucknell Bradley and who was there were three of them Bucknell Bradley and and Northern Iowa. Well, yeah, Ali Farouk Manesh. Whoever. <laughs> well, uh, it was a bummer. My college baseball season is over. Can't go back to Omaha. But we're moving into the actual summer. I was hoping it could last another week or two. But now we get into the actual summer. And we are excited today to have a very special guest in the studio. That is McPherson I girls basketball coach Chris Strathman. We had Coach Kinneman on last week when Steve was gone. And he took a couple of shots at Steve. Because he wasn't here and couldn't represent easy himself. Easy to do. Do you have any shots you need to take at Steve? Not at all. No, we'll take it easy <laughs> on Steve today. Yeah, there's there's nothing that we would need to talk about him about. But you guys have had a very busy summer so far. You're already through your team camp, which was a little bit shorter than Coach Kinnaman's. I think you guys only went three days. And then you had your camp down at Pittsburgh State. And kind of like what I've talked about with both of those guys, Coach Pav and, and Coach Kinnaman, they're already pretty much done for the summer, and I know you guys still have some summer league left, but it's been a very fast summer already for you guys in the month of June. Yeah, it has. You know, the very first week out, we had our uh, younger kids' camps um, and enjoyed that. You know, that was the, the first four days out of summer of school break. Um, 
a week after that, we had our team camp, like you mentioned, in the evenings. And uh, we've had a few weeks of league. Uh, we have a varsity squad playing in Salina uh, on Tuesday nights. So we actually go up there tonight and play. And then kind of a freshman slash JV squad playing here in town. And that's on Thursdays. So been busy with that. Pitt State last Wednesday through Friday. Um, we still have one more MAYB tournament that we'll be playing in uh, the last weekend of June. Now, at Pitt State, did you go up against teams? Is, is that how it was? Or, I mean, was it? It was other high schools. Other high schools. Yeah. 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 We had, uh, we played eight games. Okay. Uh, Wednesday through Friday. They are 26 minute games. It's like MAYB, but it's, it's faster games. Okay. So if you dig a hole early, you, you're really in a hole because it, it goes so fast. So, uh, 26-minute games, go, they, they do go real quick. Um, it was so nice this year compared to two years ago because all the varsity games were in the Pitt State's main facility, which is not air-conditioned. Okay. And this year, there was it was never over 80 degrees. So it, was, it was great. Uh, two years ago, we about died because it was really <laughs> hot. So uh, that made it feel a lot better as far as our energy level and things like that. We weren't near as sapped as we were Who were some ago. of the schools that were down there? Well, some really good ones that we saw. Um, they had five varsity pools uh, that were there. Um, and each pool had like nine teams. So that was our eight games. We just played the other teams in our pool. <clears throat> the best teams we faced off with were Derby. Um you know, they got a couple of really young kids, but a couple of really good kids that are back, too. Jaden Schomp, I know that yeah, she's been she's, receiving a lot of attention this yeah, week. Yeah, she just got an offer from uh, Texas Rio Grande Valley, which is where Lane Lord went, former Pitt State coach. And they have the Nellis girl back, and then uh, Kennedy Brown's younger sister will be a freshman. Um, and they have another freshman, Marin Archer, that'll be really, really good. I uh, just had a, a visit with Iowa State yesterday. Wow. So Derby's reloading. Yeah. Um, they beat us by two. Uh, but honestly, that was one of our better games of the camp. Uh, one of the other teams that, Steve, this might ring a bell to you, that was our last game we played, and that's Rock Bridge out of Columbia, Missouri. Okay. Um, so they we played well that game as well, lost by five, but uh, couldn't fault our kids at all. Uh, they really competed well and did a great job. Uh, Rock Bridge is one of the top programs in Missouri in the biggest class, Class 5. Um, won multiple titles and um, got a girl going to WNBA this year, the Cunningham wow. girl from, if you remember the high Sophie Cunningham. Sophie oh, Cunningham. I didn't realize that she went to Rock Bridge. Yeah, she did. Rock Bridge, and she was at Missouri, and, and she'll be in the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury this year. Now, you also had to go up against what I would consider to be <clears throat> maybe the toughest team in the entire state, best program best history, and maybe just best all-around group of people, the mighty Olathe East Hawks. Now, I'm, I'm sure that was tough. Well, that's who we opened up with. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we did we did end up winning that game. Um, maybe know, not the best basketball team, but just great people, great well, alumni. They, they looked younger. You know, a couple of years ago they were at our tournament and they had several big girls. They had one girl going to Missouri State. They were really good a couple of years ago. Um Different coach, same style. Uh, you know, I told the girls before the game, I said he was an assistant uh, for them a couple years ago. So if he's doing the same stuff, you better be ready, ready to defend a lot of on-ball uh, screens on the wing. And our girls got plenty of ball screen defense practice that game. I, let me tell you, it was, it was over and over. Getting back to uh, the derby, you said Kennedy Brown's 
younger sister will be a freshman. What mm-hmm. kind of player is she at? What in in the development stage is she anywhere near Kennedy, or is she got a ways to go? She had the same, you know, Kennedy was pretty much six five when she was a freshman. She has she didn't really grow a whole lot the last few years, but you know, yeah. being a six five freshman, kind of like Jamie Fithian when Jamie Fithian was a freshman. Yeah, Jamie exactly. was Jamie was about six four and or six three and didn't get a whole lot taller after that. She did most of her growing younger. But how does Kennedy Brown's sister? Uh, uh, she's she's six two, I would say, um, and we used to, like you said by that by this time Kennedy was already six five. No, I think she's marked at six six now. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not as tall. She is good though. Mm-hmm. Uh, she finishes really well. Um, looks really good shooting the ball from 15, 16 feet, um, and can put it on the floor. So very talented player and you mix her with the other kids they have coming back plus the archer that girl will be a freshman uh, they're gonna be a load again and you know we'll see them early in december what other teams did you all play at pitt state i know that you mentioned rockbridge and derby and olathe east what other teams did you see there uh ponca city had a really good team uh, they shot lights out and that was the other team that did beat us um would have loved to have played the, any of those three again that that got us but uh, we also played Garden Plain. You know, they're a two-time defending champion. Um, let's see. We had uh, Adair, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, they they just get after it. So that was that was a tough game for us. Uh, we beat Mays. Uh, that was another good game. Um, I'm drawing a couple blanks here. But anyway, it was it was a good camp for us. We did a good job. If I remember right, did you all play Central Plains a couple years ago at this camp? We did, and they were they were in our pool, but for some reason, uh, there were ten teams in our pool. So there was one, actually two teams there that we didn't play, and that was Central Plains, and then kind of a Pitt State recruits team hmm. uh, that they had put together. Yeah, like Matt College used to. Exactly. Tim Schwarzenegger used to have a his he'd bring his incoming freshman class. He would have them as a team out there in the McPherson Classic, so you got to see uh, those guys play together. Yeah, so that, that was the deal there. Those are the two teams that we didn't play. When the original schedule came out, we were scheduled to play Central Plains, and then we got the final draft, and then we weren't. So I'm not, I'm not sure what happened there, but that's okay. Well, and speaking of Central Plains, one of the big storylines that we haven't really been able to have you talk about here was that. Emily Ryan, who of course will probably be another Gatorade Player of the Year and and be one of the best players in this state again, in a very loaded class of 2020, she announced her commitment to Iowa State, and I think everybody around here was starting to get excited for Oklahoma and potentially Taylor Robertson after Jackie Stiles joined that coaching staff, but Emily Ryan committed to Iowa State, and man, I I don't know if people understand how good she is, And, and you've seen her enough that you can attest for how good Emily Ryan is. Uh, yeah, she's she's fantastic. You know, seeing her play at the at Pitt State camp and, and seeing her play on film a little bit here and there, uh, it, she's something special. Um, she's just a very, very unselfish kid, a great leader. You know, the other kids, she makes everyone around her better. Um, definitely one of those kids that makes, makes the coaches look good, too. Uh, she's just a great, great, um, great, great basketball player. Well, overall, what did you think of your team's performances and the way that you all played this past week at the team camp? I know that you didn't take that many girls down there. What, did you only have eight or nine that, that were playing, or, or was it even just like seven? Well, we had eight on the uh, – we had a varsity squad and a JV squad. Okay. Uh, so we had eight on each. Um, one girl 
Emily Horton was going to play. Um, so we're going to rotate a couple girls. We ended up having just eight stay with the varsity and eight stay with the JV squads. Um, cause Emily got hurt and couldn't play, but so that, that was a good number. I think a better number would have been nine, honestly, with that number of games that we were playing, but, um, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, the JV got much, much better throughout the week of, of, of the games and working with coach Ellett and coach Prescott and they made a lot of progress as well. So that's what it's about, you know, it's about competing and, and facing good teams that were of our level and our JV was able to do that as well. And, uh, you know, there were a couple games that, that they took their lumps, but, you know, for some reason we took our lump against Ponca City uh, more so than we did against Derby and Rock Bridge, and they were clearly the best two teams in, in our division. Well, one of the things that we wanted to talk with you a little bit about today that not it hasn't been talked about as much publicly and, and openly yet, but that is that you guys suffered a pretty significant injury this summer, and you have had this happen two years ago with Mandy Cooks, and it happened again this summer with Lakin Schieferick injuring her knee up in Salina in the summer league, and I know that it's been a really tough month for her after going through that, but I wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit about Lakin's injury and, and what that might mean for the upcoming summer and uh, upcoming season, and fortunately for her, she had already made her college commitment, and it yep. makes that part a little bit easier. But talk a little bit about what happened there. Well, you know, unfortunately, it was it was really our first um, first organized basketball thing of the summer because uh, it was the day after Memorial Day. We're playing Salina League, and um, you know, she just went through the lane and and had some, you know, planted and had some contact and nothing out of the ordinary, really. You know. Um, and he kind of buckled and then, you know, it turned out to be ACL. So uh, definitely not a good situation for, for Lakin or our team. But um, I guess, you know, the silver lining is if it's going to happen this summer uh, for us and for her, better to happen first thing than at the end of, end of July. Um, so it gives her time to recover and hopefully have a chance to come back and, and play summer senior year. And one thing that – I don't know if everybody really realizes with Lakin, and when it that stands out to me the most is just having somebody with the ball in her hands that is so calm. Steve always calls Lakin the queen of calm, mm -hmm. but being composed, being able to say you've played in the big moments, and having a guard like Lakin Schieferick in those big moments, especially going into her senior year with really three years of starting at point guard under her belt, it's a big loss. And I think that you're going to have to have a lot of different players step up and fill that role especially at the beginning of the season, which she'll likely miss. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be uh, – She has those are big shoes to fill. Like you said, she was kind of our primary ball handler for the last two full seasons as our starting point guard and uh, just did a great job. You know, she was first team all league and had some all-state honors this year for Class 5A. So it's going to be tough to replace her. Um, you know, but what that does and what it's done this summer – um, even that we've seen is, is it's forced some other girls to really step up and, and they've gotten more opportunities uh, to handle the basketball under pressure, to have more set plays run for them or whatever it is than, than they probably normally would have had Lakin been there. So it does open the door for some other kids, but, but they all want Lakin back. There's no doubt about right. it. Uh, they love her and respect her and, and know what she's about and she's all about the team and hoping – 
uh, you know, for the best success that we can have. And what is the prognosis of the doctors after the surgery have any kind of timetable? Well, you know, everybody's a little different. Um, the, the doctors were positive after the surgery that, you know, it was a good ACL clean tear. Uh, they feel very good about repairing that and didn't notice any other damage like meniscus, oh, anything good. like that while they were in there. So, you know, that, that's some, po- those are some positives. I texted with Lakin yesterday, and she said, you know, some of her flexibility tests and some of those things. She's way ahead of schedule. Okay. You know, she had surgery on Friday of, uh, I don't know, probably June 7th, I think it would have been. Right, right. Uh, Friday, June 7th, and so it's only been, you know, a week and a half, really. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Brandon Labertu has been working with her on physical therapy and those kinds of things. And you know, even after the first week, he was like, you know, this is like a week three type scenario as far as how far along she had been uh so she's doing great doing some full rotations on bikes uh doing some weights and some you know quarter squats i think is what she called it um so she's way ahead of what a patient normally would be at that time um and i kind of knew she would she'd she'd be doing okay on her rehab uh shelly prescott you know did some Kind of some pre-surgery things with her, and Shelly knows she, about. She does odd knee injuries. Yeah, unfortunately, she knows a lot about it. Yeah. and so she did even after Lakin got injured. Um, she was doing some things with Lakin to kind of prep for surgery, that would then also help her strengthen and and, and speed up her recovery too. So, you know, thanks to Shelly for doing that too because that took some. And I and I found part. it interesting. It seems like. Torn ACLs, I see a lot more in girls than I do guys, and quite often, it's non-contact. It's just it's yeah. it's just a plant, or you come down wrong, or something like that. Yeah, that happens. That happens a lot, and especially it, soccer too. A yeah, lot of them in that sport. Yeah, soccer, um, but statistically, it is it is more you know prevalent with teenage girls than it is with boys. Um, no question about it. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to look ahead a little bit more to the 2019-2020 season coming up for you guys over the winter and, and what that what that season, what that team can look like for you guys. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Salem. We're joined on the show today by McPherson High Girls basketball coach Chris Strathman. Well, as we look ahead to your upcoming season, I know that we're still a long way away from that getting underway in December, but when I look at this team, I see a very experienced group. And, and we saw that <clears throat> excuse me, last year, too, with a group that has been to the state tournament every single year. They have played in big games. And I think especially with this group that's about to be seniors, it's a group that's very experienced. And that's a very positive thing looking ahead to 2019-2020. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, um, especially when, you know, hopefully we do get Lakin back. That'll add a whole other level of experience in the backcourt for us. 
Uh, but the other three seniors, Emma Ruddle, Andrew Sweat, and Cassie Cooks, um, you know, they've obviously had some some moments and some very big games, and and that can only help us uh, down the road. So that's going to be good. I think everybody kind of forgets the fact that Andrea Sweat made the dagger shot. I mean, we talk about the dagger all the time that Steve said, but Andrea, as a sophomore, was the one that made that shot. And and before Steve Riley will never shot, forget yeah. it. Yeah, no. she hit the three that really kind of got the thing rolling. And then Riley, of course, hit the three. But uh, Andrea Sweat's one of those players. She's been kind of biding her time. Uh, she's just had people in front of her. But this could be, really be a breakout year. And one thing about Andrea, she can play anywhere on the – she can play point guard. She can play off guard. She, and then, of course, at 6'1", with long arms, she can play any of the three inside positions. So she could play anywhere on the court. Yeah, she's versatile for sure. And, and one of the best things about her game is – is her passing ability and you know just being able to see the floor and uh, so she's had some passes this summer that have, that have led to some really easy baskets for her teammates and that's that's one of the biggest things that she brings to the team. Um, I've been pleased you know so far with with her in particular and the fact that she's more willing I think now than ever um, one because I think she realizes the need for it but also accepts the fact that she can do some good things there. And that's going in to post post some people up, because mm-hmm. um, she's going to have some mismatches for us, and um, she's doing a good job of catching and, and just being patient. Well, she's got a very creative she arsenal does. of moves exactly. inside. That's... She can fire that little one hand bank shot in there and and finger roll, you know, up and under. She's got a lot of different tricks in her bag, mm-hmm. and she's patient with them too. So she's selling the fakes and doing those things real well this summer and. Um, usually it's been leading to some pretty pretty good looks for inside. And then you throw in a player like Cassie Cooks that started almost her entire year at the post position for you. You would get the feeling that she'll probably start most games this year at the post position. And even though she is probably undersized for that position in terms of height, she's so good at finishing around the basket. And she's another player that has played so many minutes that I think almost any team in the state would love to have at that position. Oh, definitely. You know, she is such a physical presence and, and does a great job of sealing her man and posting up deep. And uh, and once she catches, you know, there's a lot of times, like you said, she's undersized uh, height-wise. Um, so she's got to use some pump fakes and things like that, uh, get into the defender's body a little bit to keep them from being able to jump real well uh, in order to get some shots off sometimes. And So she's able to score against people that are much taller than her at times, and and she's going to need to do that. And then two players that we have not mentioned yet, one of them being Emma Ruddle, who committed to play at Fort Hayes State a couple of weeks ago, and then you throw in Grace Pyle, who is the team's leading scorer for the entire year, despite starting only about about four or five games and coming off the bench in 19 or 20 of them. Those are two that, if they can get going, if they can continue to make shots and drive to the basket as well as they do, that they could both have a whole lot of points under their belt this upcoming season. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely could. And and uh, you know, Emma's been shooting the ball real well. That's probably the thing she's done best this summer offensively, is uh, being able to make threes. And what that'll do even more than than last year, I think, is open up the drives. Um, she can get to the basket pretty much anytime she wants. Uh, still working on becoming a better finisher, and that's going to be a real key. Um, your AAU coach Keith Ferguson, the Bethany coach. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about that. That's one of the biggest things that Emma needs to improve upon is finishing around the basket because everything else is progressing uh, very well. 
Grace has been great. Uh, the, the MAYB, the kickoff, uh, we played some good competition that weekend, and she had a really good weekend uh, stretch of games. And, and uh, um, so really pleased with where Grace is, just super competitive. Uh, you know, she's getting a lot of rebounds still. She almost looks like she's it. taller to me. Like, yeah, I don't know that she's a whole lot taller. I think taller, everybody looks a little well, taller Well, but I think yeah. I've shrunk, too. So Probably so. Yeah. So. yeah. But, no, she's getting a lot of boards, and when she does, a lot of times it's just like we just haul her go, and she's just pushing yeah. it right away, and the other girls know they need to need to fill the lanes because when she gets the ball, she's off and running. One interesting thing about this senior group in comparison to last year's senior group is that Last year's team did have a ton of great athletes, but not all of them were going to be college athletes, where when you look at your seniors coming up this year, they're either probably going to be playing basketball or volleyball at the collegiate level, and when you have that many really good athletes that are talented in multiple sports, I mean, you've got a 100-hurdle state champion, you've got all-state volleyball players, you have all-state basketball players, it's very encouraging to see that many great athletes that will be on the floor at the same time. Yeah, it is. Now, you know, the, the senior class who graduated obviously was uh, such a smart group and such great leaders. They're going to be very hard to replace. But uh, talent-wise, I, th- I think we're going to be okay. And, and that's, you know, even with biding our time and waiting for Lake and hopefully get back, um, you know, it's going to be much tougher uh, without her with some of those games we have early on in the season for sure but um, again it's going to create opportunities for those that need them and by the time we get to postseason those kids will be a much better they'll be much better and more experienced for it and maybe a wild card player uh, for you is Cassidy Beam uh, you know got some big minutes off the bench last year had some games where she could really fill it up uh, she has to realize I'm sure she knows this is her opportunity while Lakin's out uh, to maybe, you know, challenge for that uh, spot th- that's been vacated by Lakin and uh, step in. We know she can really play offense. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing she's working more on her ball handling this summer because I know you want her to probably ha- play some point, play some off. But Cassidy Beam's another player that last year would have started for about anybody else, but you were so deep that she was coming off the bench. Yeah, Cassidy's having a really good summer. And, and uh, you know, I, when I've talked to her individually – and we know she can shoot. Uh, we know she can put the ball on the floor and and create some things there. And just really challenged her on the defensive end um, to to get better and get stronger there. And she's really taken that on. Has really competed. Uh, probably been our vet, our best true vocal and and positive leader um, on the floor. Just just doesn't have those swings. You know, she's just been real steady. Uh, for us this summer, and, and that's what I challenge her to do. Um, so she's she's performed well. And she does recognize, you know, with Lake and out, there's some kids that have to step up, and, and she's definitely one of those that needs to, and I think she will. And I've been impressed with some of your soon-to-be sophomores so far this camp. I know you threw out Emily Horton's name, but you throw in a Lauren Labertu, you throw in a Peyton Howard. This is Schmidt. a group. Ella uh, yeah, Ella Schmidt. Uh, this is a very talented group, and, and they were very good last year at the freshman level and at the JV level. But I think there are a lot of girls that are going to be sophomores that are going to play a lot of big minutes for you. Yeah, they're going to need to. I mean, you know, we we uh, don't have as much depth overall, um, experience depth like we had last year. Uh, so those, some of those sophomores will need to step in and, 
and be ready to contribute right away. Um, and not just step in to give the top five or top six a blow. They need to step in and contribute, and there's a big difference. Let's take our final break, and when we come back, I want to look ahead at the schedule a little bit because it's generally the same, but a couple of different wrinkles in there for you this year in terms of timing, and get one last look at what's coming up for the rest of the summer for your team. We'll do that after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. We're joined in studio today by McPherson Eye girls basketball coach Chris Strathman. As we're a little bit distracted looking out the window and at, at the monsoon that is hitting our parking lot. <laughs> yeah. But as we look ahead to your upcoming schedule, not only for the rest of this summer, but for the winter season coming up, it is generally the same schedule here with all the same teams with the exception of one. Some of the marquee games, it's, it's all bumped back a week as well, but some of the marquee games, you throw in a team like Derby, Andover and Andover Central will be good. And then one of the games that's very exciting on this schedule before you get to the Mid-America Classic is an 8-10 varsity showcase game where you guys, both the boys and girls, will be going up to take on the Piper Pirates in KCK. And I'm very excited about that game. Now, Steve's a little nervous because the boys play the last game and that it could be a long night back here to McPherson, but I think this Piper game on the girls' side could be really, really good because if it wasn't for you and Miege, I think Piper could have been a three- or four-time state champion these last few years. Yeah, they would have had a chance to, that's for sure. They've been they've been very strong. You know, and Steve, first of all, is just going to have to suck it up. I mean, <laughs> he, he can always sleep in the back of the car on the way home. He'll be fine. Uh, Piper returns a great one of the best guards in the state. Allie Vigil will be a senior next year. Uh, she was a freshman, very good freshman, um, when we played them in the semifinals a couple years ago and, and just been a great player for them. Uh, recently committed to Central Missouri. It was a fantastic Division II team in the MIAA on the women's side. So that's where she's going. Uh, they have a junior point guard that will be really good. Um, so, yeah, Piper's, Piper's really got it going. You know, Coach Stout up there does a great job with them and uh, seems to be obviously the, you know, about the only challenger that was on the table for Miege last year. And Miege still kind of rolled them in the finals, I think. But Piper's a very, very strong team. And that trip will be at the very beginning of January. And then the Mid-America Classic will actually stretch into February this year, where the last few years the games have been played like on January 27th and 26th and 25th. But this year it goes January 30th, 31st, and then February 1st. So that will be a little bit different. But for the most part, the schedule is still the same, which is nice for you guys in terms of scouting. But Derby, Piper, Andover Central will be good. And then, of course, Circle. I know they've lost a pretty significant senior class, but there are still some really big games on this schedule for your team. Uh, definitely. You know, uh, Circle, especially in the league play, is going to be very, very tough. I'm sure you'll find Olathe South at some point in the Mid-American yeah, Classic. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will, and that's fine. In Manhattan, you'll probably be there as well. But, uh, 
you know, Circle was down at Pitt State, as was Manhattan for that fact, for that matter. Um, weren't in our pool, but had a chance to watch them a little bit. And um, one thing that I, I should have mentioned this earlier, I guess, is you know, Circle had a really good freshman post, about 6'2", uh, that we're like, okay, here she comes. She's going to be, you know, with Mallory Kalman. That's going to be a load. Well, she transferred to Derby. So oh, sure. Derby not only has Shomp and Brown's younger sister, they now have that girl from Circle. That's a 6'2 girl that should have been a sophomore and really a good player. So um, that was a big loss for Circle, but I do understand they got the Michaelis girl. Point guard from El Dorado has okay. now transferred to, transferred to Circle. Okay. So, you know, kind of lose one, gain one. Transfer there, you. I guess so. But anyway, Circle's going to be good. Uh, you mentioned Andover Central. They're going to be really good. Uh, their best players were freshmen and sophomores last year. Um, they're going to be tough. Very good backcourt. Andover, not, not sure because they'll have a brand-new coach. Uh, coach Cornelson resigned this spring, so I'm not sure what happened there. Well, for the rest of the summer, I know that you all will continue your summer league up in Salina, but any other workouts or anything besides that for your team? Uh, finishing the summer leagues, and that's, that's really all we have on the, on the schedule. Um, but also the, the MAYB, the last weekend of, of June, uh, we'll have, I think there's 11 girls scheduled to play, and that'll be in the ninth and 10th grade division. Um, because most of our 11, 12 girls, I should say, um, Kind of had, had scheduled to have that weekend off because July is so busy for them uh, with their travel ball and those things, and that, that was fine with me because they're so busy. Well, Coach Strathman, we appreciate you coming in today. It was it was good catching up. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, normally, it's a while. normally it's our coaches' show, well, and you got. I could have taken another day off of vacation on Monday, and he could have come in on Monday and and, and been the guest. He'd be yeah. a good co-host. He would have had oh, all the yeah. hot takes about the NBA Finals and how. Steve was sold on the Warriors winning it all, and they, and they let him down. Yeah. Well, I said greed would end up being their undoing. I didn't realize injuries would be such yeah. an undoing. What an incredible, devastating blow. First you lose Kevin Durant, then you lose Clay Thompson, most likely both out for next year. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. You know, Thompson will have a much better chance of coming back a little bit for the right. season than Durant will, but both those are pretty pretty tough injuries, obviously. Go Toronto. Go Kawhi Leonard. Go hey, Raptors, was, man. Feeling cool. good. You know, but I think I was right along with a lot of people cheering for the Raptors, and then all of a sudden it was like Golden State felt like the big underdog. Mm-hmm. Once Durant and Thompson went out, it's like it almost started to swing a little bit on who I was rooting for. But yeah. it was strange. Yeah. Strange series. Well, hopefully you guys will finish up the summer strong, and we'll keep you in the loop here. And, of course, you'll be listening all the time. You're, you're one of our loyal listeners during the school day. Yeah, well, not so much during the school day, but I like to listen to your podcast at night, so that's where I usually catch up. Well, that's what Steve does, too. He always goes home and analyzes the film I don't and, and listens to the tape. Podcast I like, so <laughs> that's new to me. All right, we'll wrap up today's show for McPherson I Girls basketball coach Chris Strathman and for Steve Sell. I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.